Before the Ranger Creed is recited by a formation of Rangers at a ceremony, you will always hear the narrator say, Will all Rangers, past and present, please join as we recite the Ranger Creed? Every Ranger will stand, and as they say those six stanzas, they are transformed back to a time when they had the pleasure and the burden of this brotherhood. That feeling is hard to describe. However, it's one that never leaves you. It's a connection that spans the globe and can be reignited when you hear the phrase, Hey Ranger, what battalion were you from? Amongst this formation, there are Rangers that stand out. They are legends of this elite organization, and when their names are spoken, people instantly have a story and for a moment, relive it. Legends of the 75th Podcast wants to capture that feeling and those stories. We want to ensure that these legends, triumphs, and sacrifices never fade away. So sit back with your favorite adult beverage and listen to the stories from the Legends of the 75th. All right. Hey, welcome, everybody. Man, we have really been packing in some amazing episodes with some amazing guests, and we have another one on here today. Colonel retired Kevin Owens. So Colonel Owens served in 175 and 275, first enter in the regiment in 1985, where he served as a lieutenant and a captain, and then eventually came back to be the LNO, XO, N3 within the 75th Ranger Regiment, eventually becoming the 275 Battalion Commander. And we have a lot of parallel stories we'll talk about there because we were there at the same time. And eventually uh, being the 173rd over in uh, Vicenza, Italy, uh, commander as well with a deployment under his belt. Sir, it's an absolute honor to have you on Legends today. How are you doing? Mike, I'm doing real well. And I know other people have told you the same thing, but uh, you, you, I, I insist that you address me as Kevin. I mean, if you can call General McChrystal Stan, you can certainly <laughs> call me Kevin. And then, and by the way, I've known General McChrystal for 35 years, and he's never invited me to call him Stan. <laughs> wow. Okay. I, I didn't know that. And I got to be honest with you, when he said that, it took me... <laughs> Cause we had a couple of phone conversations before that and then following it. And I, I'm, I would say more times than not, I still called him, sir. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, you know, a little bit of joking aside, but I, 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 I would never comfortably call him Stan either. So I, I understand, but I am Kevin. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes throughout the episode. So, <laughs> well, um, you know, you and I've, we've, we've talked quite a bit, um, you know, ever since, you know, I started uh, Always in Pursuit podcast, you know, you've reached out to me, you've given me encouragement, you've told me, you know, how how amazing, you know, all those are, all those things are, um, which I really do, do appreciate. I disagree, but I'm the guy with the microphone. So I guess, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, I just want to, I just wanted to kind of ask you, sir, you know, when I was reading through that intro, you know, that intro was, you know, purposely written, you know, we went back and forth a lot of different times on it. You know, what was some of the kind of the feelings and the emotions as I, as I read through that, 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 that intro of, of my time in the Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, um, you know, the, I mean, the, I, I was, I will say that every single Ranger assignment that I had was incredibly distinct, but also shaped me as an officer for the rest of my life. And, and particularly my first assignment in, in first Ranger battalion um, that, you know, I, I don't care how good a Lieutenant is told he is in his first unit. 
every lieutenant, I think, arrives at a ranger battalion with a degree of trepidation. You know, how yeah. he's going to measure up. It's it's a it's a organization whose reputation precedes itself. And, you know, there's a fine line between being confident and cocky. And, you know, you, you uh, I've seen lieutenants as a both a peer and as a commander that sometimes forget that they came from being the, the big fish in the little pond. And mm-hmm. so my first assignment in the Army was uh, first the 504th and the 82nd. And I had, in my mind, always wanted to go to a Ranger Battalion. Uh, my father is an Army officer. He was Ranger qualified. I mean, his time, you know, when he was growing up to the ranks was before they had Ranger Battalions. But, you know, he certainly talked about them and, you know, what being, but what being Ranger qualified to him meant. And I kind of internalized that. So it was just a goal I always had. And when I went to first the 504th, I thought I would be one of many, many lieutenants that had the same aspiration of joining, you know, a Ranger Battalion. And come to find out when I got there, I was the first one who had applied in years. Oh, and wow. Yeah, it was, it really kind of struck me. I just assumed I would be again, you know, competing with, you know, many, many lieutenants. And in fact, not just within first of 504th, I think I was the first one that went to or even applied to go to a range of battalion from that entire brigade. The S3 I had, we had at the time in that battalion was a guy named Major John Scroggins, and he had commanded Charlie 175 in the early 80s. And he kind of took me under his wing, you know, talked to me about what it was, what his expectations of a lieutenant would be in the Rangers. And once I was uh, on my way to going down there, he would, I mean, he'd stop me in the, in the quad area or whatever the case might be and quiz me on a stanza of the Ranger Creed, making sure that I knew that part of it before I went down there. Um, but, you know, when, when, you're, when you're finally assigned there and now I'm going, I know I'm going to go, I've gone through the rope process. There's still a lot of, at least for me anyway, a lot of anxiety about how I'm going to fit in, how I'm going to measure up. Um, I was fortunate, you know, you, you have a visualization as a lieutenant of what a range of battalion is going to be. It's going to be physically hard. It's going to be standards based. It's going to be, you know, well led through all echelons in the battalion. And they're going to be expert trainers. And I, I can say in every sense of the word that when I, when I arrived at first range of battalion, after I got my bearings, it fulfilled every one of those expectations that I had about what I thought I was going to experience. And it's it, it like I said at the beginning of it, Mike, and this is a pretty long uh, answer to you. Just how did you feel about the introduction? Is, <laughs> no, it's fine. Well, no, all I'm saying is that it, yes, it, it fulfilled that, but, but more importantly, it shaped me for the rest of my almost 30 years in the army. Mm-hmm. So what was that, you know, that feeling when you arrived to Ranger Regiment, you know, and I've, I've talked to, a, you know, a lot of officers that have had, you know, prestigious careers within the 75th and they almost uh, attune it to, they, they realize this is the army that they wanted to be a part of. This is why they joined, you know, serving with these individuals, the NCOs and our commission officers that are there, like they just, it just feels right. It feels like, you know, they're, they're where they belong, where, where home is. Right. I mean, it's, it's I mean, interesting. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, I know there's an intimidation factor there. I mean, every yeah. single one of us goes through that. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because, you know, on, on one hand, 
you, again, it's that to me, it's that fine line between being confident and, and being cocky. I mean, I, I felt I felt like I belong there, but it's but you feel and, and you should feel this, that there's a an obligation to demonstrate you belong there every single day, whether it's the right. example you set, the decisions you make, the the exercises you de- design, the again, the decisions you make in training and, and or combat. Um, you should feel that those are tests and things that, you know, gates and you are, you know, on on display, so to speak, every day of your existence there. I mean, it's it's uh, there's a reason, I think, that the officer corps requires that an officer do that successful that position successfully before he is assigned to a range of time. The only exception is the field grades. They just don't really have enough time in their career path to actually go be, in most senses, be a field grade somewhere and then come and do it again in the Ranger Regiment. It happens from time to time, but you know, you have to be a proven lieutenant to be a, a proven or to be a platoon leader in the Rangers. You have to be a proven company commander in order to be do the same. And the same with the battalion commander. And, and it, from my perspective, obviously that's additional experience that you wouldn't find in regular infantry battalions, but for, for me, most importantly, it's because the Rangers deserve it. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you, I mean, the Rangers deserve to have the best leadership, certainly in, in the NCO ranks, which they do, but also from the officer corps that's assigned to any given Ranger battalion. Hmm. I agree. And I think it, it's it, that maturity and professionalism that's offered, you know, because of the individuals that get the honor of, you know, going there, not only as officers, you know, we talked to, uh, you know, Sergeant Major Donaldson retired to about, you know, the implementation of NCOs, you know, having to go back through the RAS program as well. Right. And I think it's probably one of the smartest things that Ranger Regiment ever did um, because, you know, and it goes back into the very first, you know, one of the very first things that you said was, um, you got to prove that you deserve to be there every single day. And that should apply to everybody. You know, it's, it doesn't matter whether you're a private or you're the SAR major or the, the Colonel, like you gotta, you know, you gotta show that you deserve to be in the organization. This was an excerpt of the legends of the 75th podcast. If you want to listen to the entire episode, go to the show notes and sign up for exclusive membership. Why are we charging? Some of the guests want to know that their stories have a level of protection and can share freely without it being available to the general public. To produce a professional product, it costs money. Your subscription helps us ensure we keep it to the level of what's expected from this elite organization. The podcast is the first phase. We plan to add videos, apparel, Ranger history blog, and more episodes each month. So as Legends grows, you will get more bang for your buck. We don't want to interrupt or muddle episodes with sponsorship clips or ads. Your support is much appreciated. We look forward to building this exclusive group with your support. Rangers lead the way.